0: Yeah, it's actually a big mm-hmm. issue right now. And one of the reasons of our podcast is promote construction and talk about construction is actually get people inspired and into construction and into trade work. Because it's actually if we're going to keep going on the same speed, like we're going to have issues pretty soon. Because everybody wants to make like these cool YouTube videos and, oh, I'm going to do this, all the new stuff. But nobody wants to do the real work, you know, that yeah. that builds cities. And that's the construction behind it, the trade. We're not going to have robots or anyone coming in pretty soon here and trying to help us out with that. So we're going to have to carry the burden for quite some time. And I don't think the new generation is not very activated with construction. Is not a good thing.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the CM Mentors podcast. My name is Matt Graves. My co-host each week is Kyle Grandell. Kyle, I didn't screw it up this week. First week in thirty-four. How are you, man?
2: No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. It's actually it's just throwing me off now. I'm not really sure how to react. I, I was to ask you a question. I totally forgot now. You um, are already gonna start. Chirf,
1: you're already gonna start chirping me on the screw up, and I threw you off since I didn't give you the opportunity. So,
2: no, I really wasn't fair. But actually, I just remembered the question. Share us share a story from the week.
1: A story from the not week. A,
2: not a question, by the
1: way. Okay, I got one. Um, so not really work related. It's newsletter related. I have I had uh, Tats I'm gonna script his name Tats Nakagawa. He he does the uh certified or specified growth podcast. Anyway, he's been a big supporter of everything I've been doing, and he threw down a challenge a while back that once I hit 2,000 subscribers, I was coming on this podcast. But I got a phone call this week from uh, the guy who runs this podcast, and they want to get me on early. So <laughs> I'm I'm a fraud. I'm going on before I get to 2,000. So anyway, that's exciting. Yeah. What about yourself? Well, maybe that will be that last one to get you there. I'm going to make a big push. I'm going to use this yeah. as a marketing ploy, like, Hey, don't let me be a fraud. Go subscribe now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, no, just short story for me. I was on a site this week for get, get some, uh, some, um, some, some deliveries, some, some sea containers from, from Italy. Actually, that came in, went to the port, came to the site, just a little, little tip for everybody. Just track your stuff very carefully. Any, any listeners that are in construction getting deliveries. Um, the shippers mm-hmm. the brokers you don't always know what's going on our containers showed up in the wrong order different days A one delivery ended up being two days so also be flexible just want to share that, <laughs> share that with everybody
1: anytime you're ever getting deliveries it never seems like anything happens the right way so flexibility is always key i hate to say that but no matter what you especially say it's always overseas.
2: yeah especially overseas with ports and brokers and all that i am you know they're great love them but they're a mess most of the time. So,
1: anyways. Hmm. Well, we'll roll in introducing our guest. this week. We've got Percon Group. We've got a deal and Kevin. Welcome, guys. How are y'all?
0: Welcome. Good. How are you doing?
1: Good, man. I was gonna give tell you give it an introduction of yourself, but before we do that, why don't you tell us a tell us a story this week? We put you on the uh, spot.
0: Um, story for the week. It's all the same, man. It's just a lot of hard work, a lot of surprises. So I was hearing you guys about your delay. So that's something we deal with all the time. And um, yeah, it's um, it's, it's kind of routine. It's already expected. We have people saying it's going to be done in two weeks, um, you know, when it comes to design, drawings, even construction work. We know it's not going to be done until three or four weeks. So always leave room in your schedule so you don't have to be disappointed.
1: Oh, yeah yes always nothing ever especially right now post-covid I mean, i'm sure you guys are feeling it you guys are up in canada right so i'm sure you're yeah. feeling the same way on the states it's like nothing is ever showing up when it's supposed to show up oh yeah they tell you yeah. it's going to be there in three months and you just say yeah okay we'll see oh well, yeah. yeah
0: yeah we we're involved with getting permits um you know approvals on new projects and even just like forget we can actually handle our team and like subtrades pretty good um but and we can control them and uh, you know worst case scenario we can say okay you're fired and we got someone else but you can't do do that with the city or like the city inspectors right city can't even do that with their own staff. They will mess up our stuff, and we have every single project to mess it up. <laughs> and we're like, even if we were to complain someone, the guy's like, what do you want me to do? I can't do anything. <laughs> so that's – and you know what? We have a project going on right now. We're paying a huge cost, a year delay in a project just because of mess up with the city. So we know all about
1: it. Man. Well, I skipped over the introduction. So you guys want to give us a little introduction of uh, you know who Percon is and who you guys are?
0: Yeah, so Percon Group is actually a group of companies um, started as uh, actually as a construction company, then design and consulting. Um, I have a a really, you know, um, long real estate kind of background. After high school, I was in and became a realtor and that's how I ended up in construction. So we actually have a real estate thing as well. And then we also have a small property management wing. But mainly our, our bread and butter majority of work is design and construction.
1: I got you. Yeah. yeah. So what do you guys, do y'all have a specialty? Because we want to bring you on and really talk about, you know, kind of how to be successful in commercial construction in general. Um, right, that's a, because commercial construction means a million things, right? You could be building a strip center, you could be building a massive hospital, right? And those are kind of, um, both commercial construction, you know, so do y'all have a specialty y'all really concentrate in? So, I mean, we
0: we started as actually working in retail and leasehold improvements. So mainly building retail and, and, you know, light construction, uh, commercial construction. So um, uh, restaurants and daycare and medical clinics and you know, places like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to now, we're building, you know, um, a commercial multifamily. So uh, we do a variety of different things, but yeah, majority of our commercial side is dedicated towards working on the retail end of the things. Um, however, you know, we are growing and expanding into actually build out commercial build outs and multifamily build outs as well
3: yeah so right now looking at restaurants doctor's offices spas salons
1: yeah i got you is there was it the economy thing that helped you push you to be more diversified or to do other things or was it just trying to diversify your portfolio or
0: i think that was a plan to to begin with uh when percon came in inception um that was the the plan um but Obviously COVID, I think it helped to to kind of you know to make it faster. I would definitely say uh, we would have we were doing a lot of franchise before COVID and because of COVID it slowed things down and then we kind of were we were able to concentrate more on the real estate end of the things. Um hence like the multifamily construction and things like that.
1: I gotcha.
2: So which uh which areas of that do you uh, do you guys self-perform as far as, you know, on the design side, but also on the construction side, uh, which which parts do your companies
0: actually do themselves? So um, design, it's all in-house, um, even though we do outsource, you know, all the uh, professionals like, you know, um, for smaller projects, it's all in-house for bigger projects, some in-house and then ma- and majority, all the professionals involved from the outside. Um, and for construction, you know, obviously the, the construction management and project management, um, we do very little actually in house. Like we have the supporting team sort of in house to finish the task, but all mostly subtraded, um, work. And, and the reason being is simple because, um, you want to hire the experts. You want to hire the people who know what they're doing. Um, so, not all work the same we have different categories and ratings of sub you know that we use so on a bigger project we will have to use another one then compared to the other one and then they have different materials and stuff and ability to perform work and timings of performing work so uh, it gives us a lot of freedom in terms of getting the projects done whereas if we had kind of in-house then they're kind of set, unless we had people trained and prepared for working in all different environments, it's kind of it makes it very tough. Definitely.
1: What are you are you guys are mostly doing you mission design, you're doing a lot of design build stuff, or is it yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You finding do y'all do all design build, or are you finding a difference? Um, I guess. I guess for people who don't know really maybe the difference in design build and kind of design bid build, you kind of want to maybe kind of explain that a little bit for people and so, find the differences. Like, what do y'all, what's y'all's, I guess, favorite? Maybe if I say that. You know what?
0: We do majority of our, our retail work, uh, retail commercial work is design and build. Um and actually, the reason why we started designing is because we were building one. When, so when we fr- once we first started, we were only building, even though, I, you know, I had done some work around designing and things like that. So I had the experience, but we were just being a GC and concentrating on that. And then we were building. We got this one franchise and they needed to turn over their places really quick. Um, and they had this lazy designer who we could never get a hold of, and is out there in Montreal speaking different language. <laughs> it's just like, they give us a drawing. It's all in French. And then, and then we are asked for drawings in English. So they just simply went on Google and try to transfer stuff. <laughs> um, and, and it just came out all wrong. So, and we have like the project starting. And then the client basically said, here's my designer. Here's the keys. Here's a landlord. Just, I want to get it done. And now we're on the hook just to kind of get it done for them, but we can't. So we decided that we're going to do the design just ourselves. And it needed to be kind of converted where we are in the city. Um, You know, so I did that myself um, kind of in house the first time. And I didn't even have proper tools. So I started designing. And I got the permits, and after that, we told the client said, "If you want more projects done through us, we got to do the design. We cannot have your designers work on it." So from there, it kind of started on, and then now we have this feature where we can design and do the permits and applications, and then all the drawing stuff, and have the uh, all the engineers involved too. So we're like, okay, great. This is another, you know. Um, uh, another way of kind of helping our clients and and <clears throat> now it's actually the same thing some of our clients will come to us and say oh you know we want construction done we have design and if it's possible and as we have an ability we'll like we won't charge you for design let us design it and get it done and it's the same reason because we don't know who their designer is and especially in the beginning if we see there's is issues with the designer it's like red flag we tell them like Maybe you want to stop it now because when we have it in-house, then we have a full control. We can see everything. We can actually understand the drawings and our subtrades can understand the drawings and actually build what needs to be built. Not all designers are like that. I'm not saying like, you know, we, we basically tell all clients like that. Uh, but some designers that they may find, especially on a very small projects, it just doesn't turn out good because they're trying to get it done for like a real cheap cost. And that guy who's doing the work is
1: probably not even putting the right information because of that. What size, What size projects you all typically do and what size projects do you see fit better for that design build model for you guys?
0: I would say anything under like a half million is uh, is a good approach for us to just kind of do it in-house. Um, anything more than that architectural end, we can still cover that but you know then you really got to have professionals like structural, electrical, mechanical um, and have their full involvement in the project and have them issue schedules and confirm and conform work so so yeah anything under half million is something we, we recommend that
1: they go through us I gotcha
2: do you uh, do you guys usually stick to a certain like geographical area or are you doing work all over or what does it look like for you right now?
0: Um mainly Western Canada. That's where we focus on. So like the Alberta, British Columbia, that's um and Saskatchewan and Manitoba. So um and then we do look at projects like in Ontario, like in Toronto market. Um and we have done actually projects, design and build projects in in USA. So in Arizona, and we actually are planning on having you know some projects there because it's kind of stopped. It was we were doing a lot there, um, COVID, and then whole COVID thing happened, and the whole scenario traveling and all that stuff. So
1: we didn't hmm. really
0: you know um, put our efforts into the market after that.
1: But now we're relooking at it, the whole thing. So I was going to say, so I got to ask, you know, I, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn and I've connected with, I mean, I connected with kind of Kevin, kind of set this up and a lot of other people, there's a pretty good construction community of, uh, of Canadians on LinkedIn and um, I'll get give people asking me advice. And then sometimes I'm wondering, like, man, am I leading them astray? Because am I, you know, am I thinking like my American USA construction brain versus is it, if you guys have worked in both, is there a difference between kind of how things are done in Canada versus the United States or like. Uh, a lot of similarities or differences
0: or anything like that nope not much honestly it's pretty much the same um one thing you guys would have differently you guys have state and then municipality and the county and sometimes you get approval from all three for the same thing um (laughs) you but it's pretty much the same honestly it's america canada is it's the same thing we travel a lot maybe you don't get to come to canada that much we go to usa a lot canadians travel more than american to usa you know vice versa other than like american coming to canada that happens a lot so honestly i've i've driven to usa and crossed the border and even when you, if if I was taking a nap, um, you know, and I crossed the border, I wouldn't even know what country I'm in because, like, everything is the same. The roads are the same. Everything, the houses are the same. Like, your bylaws are the same. The building codes are pretty much the same. We stole everything from you guys anyway.
1: So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Y'all, I mean, we're building feet and in inches. Y'all building in meters, or yeah, meters?
0: we no, we we deal with feet stuff where you're dealing with yeah. the feet stuff. Um, the only place where heavy construction and we use meters, so uh, it's all metric. Uh, when you're putting pipes underground and you know, bridge construction and things like that, because mm. you got to go in millimeters, but residential construction, uh, and light commercial is all in, in, uh, you know. Uh, in, in feet and, and inches and, you know, all the lumber stuff is in, you know, three
1: quarter, four quarter, all American stuff. So. I got you. We, uh, I did a big project. It was like one of the first big projects I did and it was a big federal project and the entire plan set was in metric. And so like all the details, you're looking at the details and it was like a thousand <laughs> millimeters. I'm like, I have no clue. What that. Like, <laughs> I don't even, is that like a foot or is that, you know, everything I can convert it all. And like, I realized, I think it was like, 50 millimeters was like two inches and you know that's because there's a lot of you know that sort of thing and but like one good thing that it actually so if you
0: go to school here in canada for engineering they actually you have to learn both so you have to learn learn the metric system and the imperial so you have to learn both um and and you've got to have the understanding and you have exams and you know and the switch things and like so we just know off the hand like the conversion rates is like <laughs> because we're dealing with it all the time.
1: That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I remember just looking at that and just being completely clueless, like everything. And like, and then I mean, I was a young project project engineer at the time, and you know, I learned a metric system in college, not to that degree, right? But like, you kind of learn what a meter is and millimeter yeah, and all that sort of stuff. But you give it to the redneck field guys in the field and they're just completely lost like you know they have no clue they don't even want to know like what are we building like damn. Yeah. that was a that was a fun time we were having to convert my yeah details forming right next to them like this equals two inches this equals three and a half feet like you know like
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah conversion
1: yeah yeah
0: we uh we have to convert all the time pretty much in everything so uh when we're dealing with dirt at cubic meters and when yeah. if we're dealing with like concrete then it's cubic feet it's just like oh god you know <laughs> and that's how the prices are given from from you know from our suppliers and subtrades so yeah yeah
1: i want to take a quick hey, break you- from the conversation. oh go ahead i was going to interrupt with a meme game but go for it kyle
2: Here, quick. Question first, before I forget, Um, because I'm very curious for for my own business, Um, what did you guys experience when you uh, wanted to start working internationally, you know, crossing over the border, working in the U.S.? Did you guys have any issues or any, you know, what, what was it like to get kind of that the licensing and all that stuff in place?
0: it's honestly it's uh it's like going to another city in Canada like and we have worked okay. in different cities in Canada so like Vancouver and Burnaby like you know in Edmonton here we like multiple cities Saskatchewan um, so it, it's like you know what I would do to go to another city in in another province So call the city department and see what are the you know licensing requirements and what they need and often if you have the established company and you know not have you have all those things um that just helps out and it's the process is pretty easy i i don't like we haven't worked in all the states i know some states are different compared to the others and some are new uh, and some are old so Things kind of change because of that. I think majority of that. So if you're, let's say, working in um, Phoenix, Arizona, as compared to Scottsdale, Arizona, the the city handling might be different. Uh, you know, Phoenix is a is is a main city, so they the city staff. I f- I would probably find them less proactive and less you know paying attention to your stuff and gonna have more mess up than a smaller city but it has a small city hall and actually you can just walk in there and make relationship with those people and you know and get your stuff done so it's all the same at the end of the day um other than just yeah dealing with a big metro versus a smaller metro yeah okay
1: hmm. i figured it'd be a little trickier coming in the and international business coming in the united states but i guess maybe you just set up get set up with your federal tax stuff get an EIN number and let's yeah
0: yeah exactly so you would just register you know and and like i said if you have a business already you know if you have so you your firm in usa and you got a project and what happened actually our client took us there so that's how we kind of got in the market to begin with they're like we need help there and we don't know what we're doing So we're like, okay, yeah, we'll help you out. So they actually helped us kind of setting it up too. And they already had lawyers and people, right, people there. So we just kind of, you know, um, just kind of like piggyback on on it. And it's like, okay, yeah, how we can... But it wasn't that difficult. It's like, honestly, the process is pretty much similar. Unless you get into... Now I'm talking about this light construction. So... If you're getting into bigger stuff, um, you know, you're building a multifamily or building a big uh, commercial space, then things obviously will be different, like you would need bonding, and insurances, Um, even though we had to get insurance too, but you need those extra coverages and things like that, which obviously is going to be harder, but again, it's, it's all possible given if you already are established in one place.
1: So, I'm sure too. You know your local insurance company can help you navigate the waters. I am at, at least they know a resource they can get you set exactly. up right here. Exactly.
3: Yeah, Adil loves working in the states. This
0: guy, he's excited about going back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there, there is something about USA I love, and uh, I don't know. I, I've been going there ever since I had an ability. I had you know I was making money I was like my first trip was like okay Florida you know I'm gonna explore and yeah I, I love USA the um the you know not every state is the same and not every place is the same but it's I love the diversity and how within being in a one country you could feel you're in a different place different kind of laws at the same time <laughs> you know, the state is, it's crazy yeah
1: it is, and it's completely different cultures. Completely, different, it's very diverse, like from area to area. Like Texas is like nothing like New York City, and like you know, just yeah. So, so it's meme game time. So what we do is I share a meme, and Kyle has to describe it for everybody who's listening to the podcast and not <laughs> watching the YouTube video. And so I don't know. We try to find a way to make this fun. I don't know if anybody likes it. I like it. So here we go. And I always try to pick stuff that like picks on Kyle as an electrician. So here we go.
2: Where's my introduction music here, Matt? I asked for this last time.
1: You said you were going to sing it. You told me you were going to sing it. You were going to get it, made I don't know why I said
2: that. Me. I, I, I did not ever saying such a thing. Just, so, just for I everybody's. A,
1: I got a screenshot of the text. I'll put in the show notes. <laughs> that,
2: that was that wasn't for me. Um, all right. So here all we go.
1: the all the listeners need to leave a comment about how much they want Kyle to sing the intro song. And we get that done. If we get enough of them,
2: I will do it. For what the number is, I'm not gonna say. So,
1: <laughs> is it three? Because th- me, Adil, and Kevin will go do it right now.
2: <laughs> I I can't I can't say, Matt. I, I wish I could. I just can't, unfortunately. Um,
1: so,
3: so can Kyle see the words or or is just the photo?
1: No, he can see the he can see the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just has to, <laughs> so. Somebody challenged us because I do a lot of memes in my newsletter and on LinkedIn and all that sort of stuff. So somebody was like, you got to put a meme in your in your podcast. And I was like, how can I do that in an audio podcast? And We do the video, but nobody watches YouTube. Everybody watches, listens to the audio. So I one day we did it and I didn't even tell Kyle we're going to do it. I just shared. I just started this. And I was like, Kyle, you got to describe this for everybody, put them on the spot. And now we've been doing it for like, I don't know, 15 weeks since.
2: (laughs) Nice. Yeah, something new. Right on. And, and apparently, it's the only reason people listen. So, um, but we hey, did
1: it early funny. this time at the 24-minute mark. Usually, I do it at like the 55-minute mark, so people have to listen the whole way through. It's how we get <laughs> how we get people engaged and interested.
2: <laughs> well, maybe there will be a second one. People just have to listen and find out. So.
1: Oh, yeah, well, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right.
2: So here we go. Here we go, everybody. So we have a... This is definitely a stud wall, a wood stud wall. We have a PVC pipe going through it. Could be, it could be a vent pipe. Could be, uh, you know, something something for HVAC. Could be for water. Who knows? It's a pretty sizable pipe. I don't know. Must be two and a half, maybe, maybe even three inch or so. Um, and lo and behold, there is a piece of yellow Romex going right through the middle of it, from the stud through the middle of the pipe, next stud over to it. And as as you would have it, we have. Um, our, uh, our line here is, when a plumber and electrician don't get along. Definitely definitely seen many like this before. And,
1: you know, the real question is, who was there first? Um, there's there's I, no telling. The plumber, obviously, because how would otherwise he would have cut the Romex out of the way? You just want to blame the electrician here. There Would have been you would have had a slot uh, cut in that pipe and slid it over, and obviously they drilled through and ran it through. So,
2: from, from this angle, you can't see there could be a slot in that pipe.
1: I'm just saying, I spent a lot of time investigating stuff like this in the field, and I'm telling you, oh, geez, I hope your bosses are listening <laughs> to this. I hope not, <laughs> they don't listen to them, <laughs> yeah. anyways. Uh, so that's the meme game. There, I saw one the other day that was, it was like a coffee cup sitting on a, on like a blocking in a stud wall and the Romax ran through the coffee cup and it says something like, you know, like when moving the trash isn't your job or something like that. It was, you know, it was obviously poking at the electrician, but that was a good one. It was a better one. Everybody's got pick on us. <laughs> so we, we used to ask, uh, what's y'all's favorite trade? We used to, Kyle, it used to be Kyle's favorite question to ask, and he hasn't done that in a while. So, what is what is y'all's favorite trade? I know why he's that's his favorite question. What's that? I I know why that's
0: his favorite question because he knows the answer. Uh because he has a, a ego, but anyway. There's
2: <laughs> yeah. one right answer, folks. One right answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I we always talk about this is like. How come we could never find a good plumbers and mechanical guys? It's always the freaking electrician guys. Like, every single one of them is freaking good. Um, but very rare we have the other ones kind of find the match. Yeah, I actually don't know. Uh, Kyle, maybe you want to tell us, like, what's the secret behind the, um, you know, the Sparky being the kind of the best out of all trades?
1: Well, I'll tell you loosely, right?
2: No, no,
0: no, 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 no. no, no, no. Any Listeners, don't listen,
2: don't listen to Matt's crap today. Um, So, uh, my my answer is going to be because we have the hardest job. I mean, electrical—you you, you can't see it, smell it, or taste it. By the time you feel it, it's too late. So, we the most dangerous job. We respect it the most, and um, it's the hardest thing to do because nobody understands it except for us, and we like it that way. <laughs> so. mm
0: yeah i actually tried to think about that and my my thinking was that it's because you guys have more schooling than you have to go to you know um to to learn codes you have more reading more school time than any other trade um so maybe you're disciplined kind of better or i i don't know like you have to know math you have to have some skills um on a really good level and then obviously there's field work but there is a lot of school a lot of learning and you know reading about electrical stuff so that could be the reason but i, I don't know i'm just trying to not say one is better the, than the other i'm just saying on my personal experience and i don't know that was the experience for the others too is that we always have a hard time with mechanical plumbing traits than any other um you know it's it's like why <laughs> I so actually well, want to uh, work around that for Percon to maybe, you know, down the road in future. We want to build like a trade school and cool and have that. maybe similar things that we maybe we could, you know, steal from the electrician guys and put it in there.
1: It, in Canada, are y'all finding a, there's one, tr- like, obviously there's a trade shortage worldwide, it, you know, at this point, everyone's heard about it. But are y'all seeing a, a more of a shortage in a certain trade versus other ones? It's all all trades um yeah it's actually a big Mm -hmm. issue
0: right now and one of the reason of our podcast is promote construction and talk about construction is actually get people inspired and into construction and into trade work because it's actually if we're gonna keep going on the same speed like we're gonna have issues pretty soon because everybody wants to make like these cool youtube videos and oh i'm gonna do this all the new stuff but nobody wants to do the real work you know, that yeah. that builds cities. And that's the construction behind it, the trade. We're not going to have robots or anyone coming in pretty soon here and trying to help us out with that. So we're going to have to carry the burden for quite some time. And I don't think the new generation is not very activated with construction. Is not a good thing.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I believe a lot of young guys, I think it's because a lot of young men, we don't really want to work. In construction we want to do the e-commerce thing or the online business Amazon. the content creation and not a lot of us want to go put put some boots on and a hard hat and work but uh there's they're out there uh, but they're very rare
1: yeah i mean just i think that's where we're at that maybe the gener- i mean it's definitely a lucrative career right i mean you can put your boots on and go make money today doing stuff like making podcasts and that sort of stuff. We've done this long enough. We made like $0.0. $0. So it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hard work, <laughs> work and, it, <laughs> and it. And it, and it's you know, you see, I think everyone sees the Mr. Beast and those guys making a billion dollars and yeah. see everybody that's a YouTube star. But like for the one person that's making a, you know, an actual livable income, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that aren't doing nothing, you know?
0: yeah so like you know people would think oh i will have amazon store or i'll do like airbnb and which is still better i think than doing some of these other ridiculous things um but people don't understand that anything you do requires hard work like without that you're not going to reach it i come from different yeah. industries like i have a immense real estate experience i i got my license back in 2006 in mortgages and real estate, and I've been practicing since then. While I had all different things, you know, I went to school, I had other jobs, I had full-time construction job, and uh, I can, you know, speak on that behalf. I can we I have an experience in property management, construction, and design. I've been doing it. Anything you want to do right, you know, you have to work hard. When i got the hang of real estate i'm like huh maybe you know i graduated like i'm done and now i can just start business and do thing and nothing but if you're doing a startup and you're starting from nothing there's going to be hard work Without that, so sure, if you want to open up an Amazon store, good for you. Do that. It's going to require hard work. Without that, you're not going to make those million sales. You're going to have to do constant research, check your data, what is selling, what products, what kind of marketing you have to do, what kind of advertisement you have to do. Like there's so much research and risks risks that are involved. It's pretty much anything you would do. You could be a plumber. If, if you really love plumbing and you just wanted to do Amazon store or some mm. other stuff, um, and you think you'll be big? No, you won't. With all hard work, it won't come in.
1: There's been yeah. some people that have preached the passive income thing, right? Just just send this link and like, or sit, you know, make a YouTube video and put this link in there and you'll be a millionaire. Like, it doesn't work that way.
3: Yeah. This, you know, some people do make a lot of money. Uh, what really fascinates me is how, like, over time, how our bodies are going to be weaker physically. You know, back in the days when they had in the 40s, 50s, when they were building homes by hand versus now they have more men working on their computers. You know, our bodies are going to be strong or weaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, muscularly, our bones are going to be weaker as well just because we're doing less physical work. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting how it's going to
1: change. So... while we are going to have a second meme game because i i know a meme that relates to this um oh, okay. in the meantime it's going to take me a minute to find it so in the meantime i kind of want to get back on the topic of the conversation of you know specifically how can the next generation coming in be successful in commercial construction um i mean you guys you know seemingly you're experts you've worked in two countries and all over the place and so you got a lot of experience and like So what are are some things that, you know, somebody that's like fresh out of college coming into the industry, what are some things they can do to really set themselves up for success, you know, specifically in the the commercial construction industry? Um, Obviously, commercial and residential are two way different animals.
0: Honestly, um, I was kind of thinking about that and I always preach that and I'll start with that with number one. And that goes for anyone. For all young people who's your friend who are you buddies with who do you hang out with that's the number one thing so anything you want to do if you don't have the right environment around you you won't be able to do it so you're like hey i want to be this commercial construction and then if you have a bum buddy who's oh man that's so hard don't do it don't go there and they discourage you all because you're young you don't have that You don't have the track to follow. You don't, you're kind of confused. You don't know what you really want. You don't know these things. So you got to try out. And the worst thing could happen to you is somebody is just going to bum you off. It's just going to put you down and not support rather than saying, yeah, you should try. You should give it some time or, you know, some encouraging words rather Mm -hmm. than just hey, let's find the next lazy thing if you have friends who are all all willing to do something with their life it are it just it makes it a lot easier for you to yeah. do anything you know if they're all hustling and trying to be something become something one is i don't know is um you know crazy about sales and all he wants to do is sales and grow his career he's taking courses he's You know traveling because of that taking attending seminars one is about real estate and he's learning from some real estate gurus how to do real estate and he's going big on social media if you have environment like that where they're all kind of striving for to become best it just makes it a lot easier and when you're usually you're young you rely on your friends the most right your family you don't really want to be around them um, your siblings or anyone, right? You just want to hang around with your buddies, your friends. So choose your friends right. That's the number one thing. If you kind of choose the wrong friends, it'll just, even you are this full of motivation and full of talent person, it'll just make your path, you know, longer and and harder.
3: For sure. Yeah, that's actually, uh, that's really interesting that you said that because uh, I'm learning that right now. I, I'm the youngest guy in the company. And uh, I work with all these older gentlemen here. They're senior. They're more senior than me. Adil, and Chris are our, our PMs, and there's a lot that I learn. I think environment is very important uh, because if I think, uh, yeah, I think Mr. Matt left, but <laughs> I think with um, with being around people that have more experience, more success, and more lessons, I learn so much more. These guys push me a lot. They teach me a lot of things. They come from a different generation. So I get a lot of feedback that is not always stuff I want to hear. And, you know, from the outside eye, it could be like attacking to the ego. But I, I take this in and I learn so much. And if I just learn to, you know, be quiet when I need to be quiet and study when I need to study and follow these gentlemen as they, you know, show me the way I know I could be really successful. So that's why environment's super important. Yeah.
2: Oh, no. Great, great points there. And I mean, the the best things that I've learned both um, when I was younger coming up and also on the, on the other side, as, as a leader, the best things I've learned are by listening. I mean, listen to others, hear what they're saying, what's the message why are they saying it when they're, when they're saying it, there's so much to be, to be learned just by listening that being around those right people, to your point, is so critical because, yeah. especially younger individuals, they soak it in. They're like sponges. And so, yeah. if you if if you have the positive reinforcement, all that good stuff, the stuff to really motivate you and keep you going, that's the stuff you don't, you want. You don't want the negativity. It, that can go somewhere else. I don't want negative negativity.
0: Yeah, there is enough of that in the world, so you don't need that. Um, yeah. You actually have to push yourself to be positive. Like when you wake up, you want to start your day thinking positive yeah. um, and like negative things are going to happen in life. It's given um, and they're mm. going to be there. You just got to be positive and and figure out the solution, not just kind of develop on the negative stuff. But like, hey, how can I deal with this? I know this has happened. What am I going to do next to make this easier for me? So that's very important, um, you know so i was hmm. yeah just on that list actually i, I just want to go back to not go off the track so even though yeah. it's not related to you know what we're discussing for young people to be in commercial construction it's it goes for everybody I, I mean if i could i couldn't think of anything being young um is that what you really need is the right guidance right you need that someone to lead you to to direct you in the right area mm. and if you don't get that you're gonna get distracted. you're gonna you know derailed very quickly very easily and it becomes it harder to get back so uh that's the number one thing is just make and that goes for the parents to like you know um, somehow if they can we can have you know our kids raise in a way where they can make their choices their own have yeah. those standards to find the right driving people to become their friends rather than, you know, just kind of like people aren't really doing much with their life. Um, number hmm. 2 I would actually say um and and again, that's not for commercial just, you know, guys, it's just like anyone. Um whatever you love, let's say it's commercial construction. Let's say it's construction. Finding find your guru, like find the person you admire the most. About, you know, around this stuff. So, um, I don't know. So, you're an electrician. Uh, I mean, you're an electrical side of the thing. So, so, let's say there is someone who wants, who loves electrical engineering wa- or wants to be electrical and they just don't know how to start. They don't have the money. Go find the best company or the best startup or the best growing company in their area in the city. Approach the owner. Approach the the upper Mm -hmm. management and and offer yourself say hey i'm young i love this i don't know what if you know what to do where to start but i have this is on my plate i have done some similar work if you have done anything like that or i have interest in this or i have these hobbies or i have this home project or i fixed my dad's garage i don't know whatever you have done that you've done in in that offer that and say let me work for you for free and You don't have to pay me anything. Let me work here. Let me be around you. Let me learn. Okay. And give me three months. Maybe it could be a month. I don't know. Figure you can figure that out based on what you already know. Give me three months. I would say if you don't know much and and let me work. And if you like my work, you can hire me in full time after that. And if you don't like it, you can let me go and it's because the person who's going to hire you, it's actually you're costing them a lot to teach you. So that's why you have to find the right person. So who's who's inspire you in the right way and then offer your services to them. Just ask them, how can I be help to you? What can I do for you that, you know, because it's such a huge learning opportunity for you as a young person um you're you may think you're getting it for free you know but you're not you're actually you go to school and you pay them a lot of money and then you still don't even learn the right stuff that you learn like i went to engineering school i learned everything and when i was really put in the real world i felt like i didn't know anything because they never told us about the cost what are the prices the materials are, how to do negotiation like that. There's so much steps are missed. It's just the foundation, which is great, but the real world requires real things. And if you don't have that, it's gonna make it tougher for you. So if you can get something yourself into that, I I would just say that, and it could be anything, you know, it could be for anybody. If you, if you wanna build apps and you wanna be in computer software engineering, and go work for someone who's doing that they can get you to your your mission where you wanna be in life faster.
2: No, ab- absolutely. And, and such a good message there too, because skills are invaluable. And ho- however you get those skills, get them, because that's what employers wanna see. They wanna see that you know how to make their lives easier in what they do. And guess what? You do that through skills, you do that through experience. So do whatever you gotta do, even if you don't get paid for it, as long as you can stand it, Get the skills. Get the experience. That's what's going to make you stand out on a resume, too, especially if you're competing with other people that don't have any of that. Guess what? I'm going to hire that guy who has the skills versus this person who has the classes. Period.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, nowadays, nobody looks at, you know, what you've done, what courses you have done. Like, it's good to do those. and But if you don't know anything, if you don't have real skill other than just, you know, I got these degrees and I have all five different – I've seen people like that, you know. They have MBAs and they have this and they have that, but they have no real knowledge of the real world. No experience as well. Yeah, no experience. So it's it's not really going in your favor. Get experience under your belt. Yeah. Hey yeah.
3: guys. Yeah, that's why, like, I really want to reiterate about um, about for young men, especially young people joining construction. I've already said this earlier is just to leave your ego at the door it's kind of this is advice that i'm telling myself as well because i have to check myself whenever i come to the office and to not yeah leave the ego at the door and shut up and listen (laughs) that's it shut up and listen listen more than you talk and i think success will come so that's that's what i the biggest things i've learned in this
1: company
2: matt did you listen to that last part shut up and listen
1: i was about to ask a question but now i'm good <laughs> 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 y'all i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go back and listen to the podcast i'm sure you're ready <laughs> when i was gone and i was welcome I was back, back. <laughs> so i was gonna ask you a question but if you already talked about this just tell me to shut up and listen and i'll i'll, I'll shut up but you know, were talking about the skills and that sort of stuff so I'm sure you're kind of in you're in a hiring position, right? Like you you see a lot of resumes coming across your desk. What is something somebody can do to like highlight the skills, right? Because I mean you can put on there like I have a civil engineering degree or I have a whatever degree, but like to really highlight like the skills you've built to like stand out, to make your resume pop or something like that. You know what I mean? Honestly, I would say
0: other than making your resume pop, you gotta make yourself pop, you know. I mean, you could have a really good resume and, you know, nowadays, like you can go chat GPT and all this stuff and you can make it all look nice. You can go Canva, put some flowers on it like you can just do a whole bunch of things. But the the real you is what is going to be you. And if you're not good, whether even you're hired, you just, you know, you're just a painful event for you and the company. Right. Right. Um, It's because Mm -hmm. they don't know. They're going to find out. You're going to be exposed pretty soon if you don't know these things. So one is that you really got to know it yourself, what you're saying, and only put what you know, what you're saying, and and be open to learn more. It's okay Mm -hmm. not to know things. It's completely fine to be – I actually say be dumb and stupid. I try to be dumb and stupid every day, meaning that I don't know and I want to learn. Not for the things that I know that I spend time, that's bad. That means I'm really dumb and stupid. But in terms of like, hey, I'm not a smart guy. I don't know things. So. I whenever I do something new, I call and I do ask stupid questions. I don't know. Two years later, I'm looking at it. I can't believe I asked my lawyer this question after me understanding the whole thing. But that's okay. Whatever. I didn't know at that time. And Mm. it's okay to ask that question two years later. Yeah, now I understand everything. And I understand the the front and the back and the right and left of this. Great. Because I gave myself two years to learn that. But at one point I was zero. I knew nothing. I asked that question fine. If it's not a right question, who cares? Just it, but I got to learn from it. After I ask it, I got to be able to listen and be able to absorb that and, and, and keep it with me, you know, and, and practice that, whatever I'm learning. Um, and th- that's the biggest thing. So if you don't know something, that's fine. Just say you want to learn that and what you know, highlight that and it will show in, in your personality. Like we were hiring, all the time and when we're hiring i don't know what that person is going to be i don't really know so i we actually have a policy hire fast and fire even faster so hi i don't know what this person is he may look like a great guy and this and that he got everything and then next thing you know they start working and within a week you start seeing things and it's just not going to work out for you so um you gotta you gotta get them in and and if they're not good, you gotta let them out. And it's good for them. It's good, it's you're not only doing a favor to yourself, you're doing a favor to them because they need to know okay, this if I have this character, if I have this kind of value that I'm bringing in, if it's not good enough, I need to go back and, and learn it and, and get gain back. And I always say, you always welcome to come back. Like put learn this stuff where you're weak, where we're having issues with you. Go correct those issues. Work on it, and you know, and you can come back here, and hopefully, you know, you have more stuff, and we can pay you higher, and we, you, you know, we can treat you better in many other mm-hmm. ways. So get more on your under your belt. That's what I would say. Now, on the resume side, what to say? Um, I say just just be real. Highlight the things that are your really focus. Um, mm-hmm. To highlight the things you know maybe put in bolds um that you know what you really have what you're really comfortable with um and if you don't have anything try to build it up and that's why i said go work for someone for free like if you're not good enough market will tell you if you're not good enough it's not like you're not good enough because you know somebody is it's a fair market um that someone you know have pointing a gun on your head for you not to become good enough. It's, you're not good enough because you're doing something wrong or you're not doing something right. You're not, and and you got to learn those things. So, and if you're starting with mm. zero, go work for somebody. You will learn a few things and that will give you that push. Maybe it'll give you that extra two points on your resume that you can, you know, become, that you can make it as a highlight for your resume.
3: Yeah. I think also like, be hungry as well. If you really want the job, follow up, go do the visit, uh, go act hungry for the position as if you're committed to getting that job. And if you really want it, it'll show in your actions. Uh, you know, we, we we did make a hire based on because someone sent in the resume, kept following up. He didn't have the experience, but he came to the office, he traveled, he took the bus, and he sacrificed just to get the position. And we gave it to him. He did really good. And we learned a lot. So it's uh. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being hungry
1: is huge. I've seen it's, you know, you can have all the stuff on your resume, but like it's the being hungry and giving a damn those, like if you don't give a damn, like, I mean, this industry, it's going to eat you up, right? Like there's so much that goes on so fast and I've worked around a a bunch of people in my career and the ones that just don't give it, give a damn, like, man, they're just a drag to the whole project team. You know, they just, no one relies on them. They just, it's, it's painful for everybody. And so, um, and then those guys aren't going to, you know, guys, girls, whatever. They're not going to go anywhere in their career because it's just they don't they don't have it. So,
0: yeah. 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 A wrong team member can really pull you down. And it's easier to see when a company is small and it becomes harder and harder as the companies grow. Um, and, you know, and I'm sure like there's huge companies, you know, um, they have many peoples that are not as good as the other ones but the majority of your people should be really good and if you don't have that set up well it will slow down your growth uh, it will definitely take you a lot a lot longer to reach to your potential as a company you know if you don't have the right people right kind of environment and culture and that's what you know i, I always talk about with even for our company for our core team I really want that to be a class, you know um i I don't want to just deal with average, basically, even though people of any talent are welcome, like you know you don't have to be perfectionist, but you have to have the hunger, like what? okay, you're fine, you made that mistake today. What about tomorrow and day after? Are you going to look at it, correct it, so it doesn't happen again? Or are we going to keep having that? So those are the things that you need to look at as a person as well. Uh, and as long as that 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 progression is happening within that person, within the company, it's a good thing. You know, um, they may not have everything right, but if they can correct the wrongs, if they can make the, all the wrongs and and it's less of less of them are happening, that's a good thing.
1: I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk say that quite a bit. The the you know fire uh hire fast, fire oh. faster, and promote fa- and promote fastest. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of hard to do in our industry, right? Because you can't promote a you know somebody with no experience to a senior PM position, right? Because they don't want there's just a lot of stuff you've got to put in the reps in this industry to learn things. But I think there's ways where you can, can promote people along the way to keep them motivated and keep right. them going the ones that you want to keep on your team, you want to keep motivated, you want to keep. And so, um, and I think we do have an industry too, where there's a kind of the old guard a lot of times thinks like, well, you can't be such and such position without having 10 years experience or 20 years of experience where like a lot of people just get it. Like they don't need 10 years experience, right? They can do two years of experience and understand. Right. And so um, I do think promoting people fastest like that. Um, and otherwise, you're just gonna lose your people, you know? So,
0: yeah, yeah, no, there you gotta have something for them. And I'm telling hmm. actually, if they are not being promoted faster, so let's say maybe the company is that promotes but the person is not in but company can afford the person I don't think that's a good thing that person got to go if you're sitting in the same chair for the last two years or five years is not a good thing for you like I couldn't we're not that big yet that I have so many people but I do see it at point where we are that big and I'm just going to pinpoint people that are not being promoted so I want to check why are they not being promoted maybe it's Percon is not doing something right and if it's not Percon, then maybe they got to go because it's not good for themselves. Uh, we're not doing a favor to them, by encouraging them to being at a same place is a good thing. It's it's you want to give them the sense that, hey, this is your life and you only get it once. Are you going to be a rock star? Are you going to be, you know, a leader of your home? Um, you know, fine, you're not a leader of some company, but are you a leader of your life? Are you striving for best and better every day? What do you want for yourself? Like, why do you want this mediocre stuff? Because we don't want that kind of environment and culture within the company Mm -hmm. because it makes it dull. If everybody wants to be the best, even of themselves, even they're very selfish and they're like, I want to be the best guy. I want to get my workout today. I'm going to get this done today. I got to go help out this person. They just have their stuff in order just you know all I need them just show up in the company and do the work and we're gonna be fine but if you're dull in your life and I can't expect you to be very sharp at pergon it's, it's just won't be best thing yeah, you I'm gonna say some well? here Matt
2: I don't know yeah I, I i see we're almost on at time, so i'll ask my last question here for you guys but um i just want i was just curious um in your commercial space are you guys seeing resumes and are you seeing any skills that are particularly lacking that would be good for anybody listening to know hey if if, if they're trying to trying to get their get the resume boned up a little bit or maybe work on some personal growth or some professional growth any skills that you're seeing that you know need some attention in in the industry in the sector that you guys are in
0: yeah honestly i i see we have seen a lot of good potential like good talent here and a lot of people that i would say i Hmm. i had maybe had to let go and and it was very hard because they're like so talented and so smart and they just get it and you know it's mainly because the personal growth, the personal side isn't there. It's, it's that fogginess in the brain. It's, you know, they're like good at one thing. And but oh, my dad says, you know, or my brother said this or someone is just poking them, um, you know, somewhere. They're not getting that, that boost that they should need because being good on one thing is not good enough. You need that boost like, okay, I have a skill. That's great. But you're going to have those down times. You're going to have those tough, hard times that you go through. And if you don't have that boost, it's just it, it's good for nothing. It's like, you know, it's like sitting there as a knife, but not doing it. And and I, what I see with a lot of young people, they get confused. And especially this day and age with so much information and so many opportunities around you. Um, it's, it's very hard. I was listening to a podcast this morning and um and it, he was talking about um you know that back in the days you know when you know our, our grandfather and you know our father when they graduated they only had a couple of options like be this this the, like three or four options go work at a factory you know be a salesman at a at a car dealership or go work at an office or something but now we have so many options so it becomes it is definitely it's hard now it's it's a lot easier because you have so many options you can be really be who you want if you like design and drawings you can you know get your master in Canwa and be something if you if you don't if you like to drive around then you know you can do other things like there's so much to do there is there is a requirement for every single thing is and that's where i think it become confusing for people is like what what should i really do this has more money but this has more interest so they don't know and and i think that's where the young people need that leadership and i'll repeat it again the best way to get that leadership is that find that person and offer them your services just you're young they're not Nothing's going to hurt you if you didn't make money for a couple months trust me you'll live you can save up But go work because they may not want you to begin with. They may even still say, you know what? No, I don't need anyone. And yeah, but but that's that's your sales tactic for just to make it it's make it makes it harder for them to say no. Like, really, I'm going to say no to a guy who's just want to show up and and help me. So just make it impossible for someone to say no. Just work. And you'll learn a few things and then it makes it easier to for you to go to the next level
1: yeah we're rolling up around time so i'm gonna since we're doing a bonus meme because even though i got booted off don't think i forgot so we're going to extra time for a bonus meme time real quick because it plays right into what kevin was saying earlier
2: all right let's do this thing and then we'll cut then we'll cut them loose
0: all right (laughs)
1: <laughs> can you even right. see it?
2: <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, I don't know who these characters are, by the way. Am I, am I supposed to know have, who these
1: are? I don't know who they are either. <laughs> All right, cartoon, so we've some... got...
2: Uh, yeah, so we have some cartoon characters that I can only assume Matt drew up in his, in his spare time. Um, and uh, we have the top one is two of them. Uh, one, the guy in the, the guy in the back's kind of looking away. And then the bottom one, the guys, guys looking at the kind of at the camera, the first person point of view here. And, uh, the top says people going to the gym, construction workers looking away. And then the bottom, look what they need to mimic a fraction of our power.
1: (laughs) I saw this and I was like, man, like, you know, I was thinking what Kevin was talking about. i thought about it before. It was like, you know, we used to work hard in our jobs actually physically work hard we were you know farming we were building stuff and all that sort of stuff now we all sitting in an office at a desk and we're all fat and like we actually have to go in our free time and our leisure time and actually go work hard so that we don't get fat so it's just mm. a it's it's a crazy how society's changed anyway yeah
3: yeah that is true
1: i love working <laughs>
3: hard i uh I, I used to do carpentry so concrete formwork I don't do that now, but I work, so I work mainly in the office now. So that's what I really enjoyed in construction, yeah.
1: the hard work. It's, it's easy to get stuck behind your desk and, you know, get just stuck on emails and computer stuff and this and that and everything else. So it's always good when you get out and actually do something. So Yeah. And I, I've met some really strong guys. They
3: don't even work out, but they're just jacked and like they can just arm wrestle everyone and take someone down easily
1: they work they don't work out but they work eight ten hours a day <laughs>
3: like sure.
1: but yeah but anyway guys nice. we'll wrap it up there i appreciate you guys from joining us
2: yeah thanks
0: a lot guys thanks guys yeah thank you for uh having us over was,
1: i missed uh, i missed a good chunk of it but i'm sure it was insightful <laughs> it was the
0: best <laughs> yeah. i hope you had a good lunch though it was nice <laughs> you know, <for> a walk <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll see. We'll see you guys. Thanks. Right on. Right. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Webster. Bye, see
3: guys. you guys.